Welcome to the Equipping You podcast, where our mission is to equip Alliance pastors and leaders to live spiritually healthy lives and lead healthy churches. Equipping You is a ministry of the Christian and Missionary Alliance. For more information on this podcast and other ministries of the Alliance, visit equippingyou.org. Hey, 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 welcome back to Equipping You podcast. This is season nine, episode seven, and we're coming to you today from the great state of Ohio, birthplace of eight U.S. presidents. Eight? Eight. Eight. Wow. eight that has US. to be the most, right? It is the most. Wow, not I Virginia, Ohio. I, I will. Uh, uh, can you name any of those, Alan? Uh, Rutherford B. Hayes. That is one. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of him, of all people. So two Harrisons, Grant, Hayes, Garfield, McKinley, Taft, and Harding. Wow. So it's been several decades. Ohio might be overdue mm-hmm. yeah. for uh, yeah, it has a, been. A, a, another president. Yeah. But uh, they're leading the way. So I'm Terry. And, and I, am, I am the church ministries leader. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> and I'm the director of development for Eastern PA. Uh, I, had a brain, I thought you were going to pause there for a second. I had a brain freeze as to exactly <laughs> what I do. That's right. That's because it's so much. Yes. Well, let's let's go with that. So, <laughs> so uh, we are pleased to welcome to our studio today, Ron and Lisa Ramsey, uh, new leaders for Kama. And mm-hmm. uh, when, when I think it's of com- be a great conversation, it is going to be a great conversation. When I think of comma, I think back to the early years when they were first uh, not Ron and Lisa, but when uh, uh, comma workers were first doing ministry in Southeast Asia with refugees. And from that point to this, it's just grown and flourished and mm-hmm. become worldwide. And and uh, comma workers are in some very uh, strategic places uh, around the world. What do you love about comma, Alan? I mean. To me, I love the fact that the alliance does not separate out relief and development, but it's about all working together to bring all of Jesus to all the world and to realize that they're meant to work together. Yeah. And so I'm excited about that. Yep. Hand in a glove. So grab yourself a Fago Moon Mist. I have no idea what that is, but it is a thing. <laughs> Sit back, relax. Here we go. So again, Ron and Lisa, welcome to the Equipping Podcast Studio, and uh, we're glad you're here and glad you took the time to chat with us uh, today. So we like to help our listeners get to know our guests a little bit. We don't want them to know too much. Uh, So uh, if you would, each of you give us a snapshot about how you came to faith in Christ and how you ended up in ministry. We'd love to hear your story. Great. Um, I came to faith as a child. Uh, My parents led me to the Lord. And I'm so thankful for the work with with children's ministry that we do all over the world. Yeah. Because it was uh, actually an Alliance Church, Belgrade Alliance Church, that had a child evangelism fellowship program that I got involved with in as a high schooler and um, went to their camps, uh, was called to ministry in the mission field at one of those ones. Wow. Well, wow. <laughs> I'll never forget they had a bridge they built for us all to walk over. And they threw it in the fire and burned it singing. No turning back. Yeah. <laughs> That's rich. Yeah, it is. But the Lord 
the Lord put that deep in my heart to kind of go to the mission field. In addition to my parents really uh, raising me with a mission, it's hard. Yeah. So, something wow. I, I, I really, as a young child, wanted to work towards uh, to be a missionary. It was called. Yeah, in Belgrade, Montana, right? Yes, but we didn't. We lived in a community over in Harrison, Montana. Okay, but uh, was just involved with some of their their connect. That was the connection we had with the Alliance when I was growing up, and then later on, the Tana Alliance Church when I was uh, working in Missoula. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. So my call to ministry, believe it or not, actually came about, especially in relief and development, came about even before I was a true follower of Jesus. Huh. Huh. I remember I was raised up in a mainline denomination, was in church almost every Sunday as a kid. And then when my first wife and I got married, we were raising our kids in that same denomination. One day I'm coming home from work, get to the front door, and I hear a voice, audible voice say, someday you'll be in relief and development. Well, Now, keep in mind, I had no idea even at that time what a missionary was. Yeah. So I just assumed my wife and I would uh, join the Peace Corps after our kids went off to college. <laughs> <laughs> after we retired, well, about three and a few years later, after a very um, difficult part of my life, uh, I came to know the true God. And then um, three and a half years later, I met and married Lisa in an alliance church and after our youngest went off to college we left our careers went to four years of bible school started at 43 and 47 we landed in kosovo wow for 15 years well and you're only 49 now right 49 now <laughs> yeah, wow that's amazing that's incredible math terry that's good stuff so give us a just give us an overview of what comma is all about yeah so at the heart of what uh, we do is we in the nucleus is we love Jesus and we want other people to know him. Amen. And one of my favorite stories in the Bible is in John 1, 40 to 42, where two disciples are hanging out with John the Baptist. Jesus walks by. John goes, Look, there's the Lamb of God. And they immediately follow him. Well, one of those guys is Andrew. And it says he immediately went and found his brother, Simon Peter. And he led him to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And what great, we say, what greater gift can you give somebody than to introduce them to Jesus? And yeah. So our staff all over the world, wherever they're at, bottom line, they want people to know Jesus, no matter what they're doing. They use what God's put in their hands, talents, gifts, and to build relationships and then use it as an opportunity to share Christ with them. Yeah. Love that. I love that. Yeah. One one other thing, as you if you pull out to a higher level view, then you know we do that by extending Christ's compassion through immediate relief, long term development that leads to transform lives and restored communities. Yeah, yeah, we're guided by the principles of Matthew twenty five, where the the King said, uh, "When when you were caring for the least of these, you were caring for me." Yeah, and so Kama has been from the start called to those populations that are often overlooked. Yeah. Least of these poverty, uh, some of the work that we find ourselves working in with relief and development. Yeah, mm -hmm. love it. So, um, fill us in on your journey in Kama from where you began serving to now leading Kama today. Well, I guess we began in, in Missoula, Montana, where we met and married, and God had put in both of us a desire to serve Him, but uh, it was Pastor. Jeff Ballantyne that challenged us mm. to think about going into full-term wow. Christian work. And from that point, it was some planning. And we went to uh, Multnomah Bible College 
in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Served at Mosaic Church. Yeah. Yeah. Northwest. Yeah. I uh, got to see a church plant start from a ground floor up and uh, Rama's executive pastor there. Really enjoyed our time there in the Northwest. But all the time we were preparing to to go overseas. And we ended up um, in Kosovo. They needed a counselor. I was a counselor. Ron was a business uh, background. And so they needed both of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, comment I'll often will work in a vocational way. What's in your hand? What can you do? Sure. And they needed that in their strategy. So we went to Kosovo. We began to serve in Jalan, Kosovo for 15 years. We, we were there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Eventually became regional developers where we were developing the Middle East and Europe for Kama. And then this last January became clear that that we needed a director and and Mike had really developed his regional developers, the GLT, called the Global Leadership Team. And we as GLT, as we talked with Tim and we looked at the next director, really wanted somebody from that GLT that Mike had developed. Mm. So Ron and I stepped forward and said, well, We'll interview, and uh, wow, and 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 we were uh, asked to be the director. Yeah, the rest. Well, of we are story. glad you're in that spot. We certainly are. That is a really encouraging thing. Yeah. So, Kama is one of the four specific structures of Alliance missions. So, how does Kama fit into that shared overall purpose of Alliance missions to bring all of Jesus to all the world? Fitting into the shared overall purpose of the Alliance missions and bringing all of Jesus to all the world, we see as being present. In disasters, we bring relief. In brokenness, we um, help develop people. In poverty, be it spiritual, physical, emotional relationship, we help develop community. They can be part of the community. And then we love forming partnerships Hmm. with our other AM specializations or uh, Alliance World Fellowship churches. Yeah. Uh, We never, if we can go together with somebody we want to go together mm-hmm. with our our um, colleagues in the other specializations alliance churches or a local church of believers wherever yeah. we serve that's beautiful yeah. going it alone doesn't ever amount to as much does it we try no. to do as long yeah no. that's beautiful thanks for sharing that yeah so you two co-lead comma which uh could be really good or could be really bad you know <laughs> so talk to us about the dynamics of that and how you work together mm-hmm. to uh, lead comma. Notice I passed it over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're a smart man, Ron. It, it is unique. You know, we yeah. are the only position that they've allowed to have a couple lead. Mm-hmm. It's actually not a surprise in the AM world because a lot of the leaders in the regional levels are always men and women. Sure. And we found that uh, that's kind of where we learned to work together. There were things that I could do really well and things that Ron could do really well. And together we we formed a good team. I think specifically when we're leading a lot of women, it's good to have a woman also in the leadership. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of single women that we really value. And uh, I'm so thankful that when we go into a place to care for them, they can talk to another woman if they want to. So in some ways there's, there's that, that part, but in terms of leading, we've divided it similarly. Um, Ron will work with the finances, donor relations, those sort of things. I'm more on the recruiting level and meeting. I'm a maximizer. I like to find out where the good resources are and the need, put them together. Um, then we work together on leading, um, envisioning and, uh, the future for our for our leadership and um uh leading our regional leaders 
we found that one of the challenges is not making it a 24 7 365 mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> where we're That's not true. conversing 100 percent of the time about work and mm-hmm. about comma so we we do work at that but uh mm-hmm. fortunately we uh we've been able like lisa said work together for the past 15 years and we really enjoy it we see this the value and the strength of it strengthen it yeah so yeah i'm sure you have to be intentional about making conversations that aren't just about work <laughs> right that's yeah. good wisdom I'm yeah, that's very, for that. very good it's, very it's, it's a liability for all ministry couples <laughs> i might say <laughs> yeah i can imagine so Occupational yeah hazard 101 it is Absolutely. it is uh we love you know stories and we're going to ask you to share a few more but we'd really love to hear a good example of a of comma and access workers collaborating to bring all of jesus to all the world well, you know, in the, uh, the strategy that we have as common is to be in the communities and developing um, people where there's brokenness, there's brokenness with God, with with others, with self, with creation, and and addressing that. But we don't, our strategy doesn't work unless we can connect it to a, a lively church, a, a good, solid uh, church. And we're so thankful for our access colleagues who are developing that um, and, and doing outreaches. So I think that there's a there's good partnerships. Uh, we've especially seen it during a um, a disaster, a tragedy. We were called into working with uh, the Ukrainian church in Kiev when they were receiving a lot of uh, refugees from Crimea. And Mike Hope said, "How do we do this well to care for these refugees?" So use the experience of Kama and working with refugees, and then their strengths of having the relationships and the pastors with the pastors in the church there in Kiev. And and we worked together on a community center. Those relationships were maintained and really held when the war happened. And so as we went into with commas resources for relief, we were able to work with with access workers and pastors we already knew. And and that's an ongoing work now. We travel Mm -hmm. together and and, um, they would translate for us as we were looking at the needs of disaster wise same things happening in indonesia right now mm-hmm. there's a flood down there and the response can be led with the experience of comma workers and then a lot of the networks and relationships of the the access workers coming in with and behind which will then leave that presence of people who can share the gospel and and stay and develop even past the the disaster. Well, we're also going to leave lead workers there to continue to develop. We're really thankful for access, a special focus on multiplying churches. Yeah. Hmm. Great. That's good stuff. Well, Alan, this next question makes me think about singing a song called these are a few of my favorite (laughs) things. Very very yes now we're on video we don't need your singing on video yeah we do yes we do (laughs) oh someone 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 finally someone on this podcast is in my corner yeah goodness gracious and and recognizes the high level that recommendation for years thank you rob high level of musical talent yeah bring to the podcast you actually said that so what are some of your favorite things about leading (laughs) comma guys oh man this is easy uh, thanks for the softball. <laughs> you know, personally, I love, and for both of us, it's a huge honor as directors to be able to resource and release our incredible comma staff serving around the world. 
so they can use, again, what we've said is God put in their hands to reach others. And like others in Alliance Missions, we have an incredibly talented group of people mm-hmm. serving in some of the darkest, hardest, most demanding places in the world, building relationships, being present in other people's lives. And we love hearing the stories of those workers yeah. as they have the opportunity to show the love of Christ and then be able to um, give that to other people in word and deed. That's Some examples of that, there's a there's a farmers in Africa training farmers to go back and turn their their land into places that are productive. And, and these are countries that have no uh, gospel witness. But during the time of the training, those farmers get to be witnessing the gospel. We've got a teacher in another country who's not teaching the children herself, but teaching refugee leaders to teach their children. Um, and also teaching character and, and the love of Christ. So we love seeing what's, what they what they bring in and then multiplying that into the people. Yeah. One of the things I enjoy, I'm a, I'm a counselor, therapist as a trade. When God enters into the worst places, the worst day, a tragedy, and transforms it into something with meaning um, and hope. That's uh, that's always a, an incredible story. And yeah. I've, we've seen him do that all over the world in times of disaster. Jesus enters and changes, changes hearts, and changes mm-hmm. lives. So I think taking death and turning it to life mm-hmm. is something I really enjoy about. Yeah, being yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're always up for more stories. Do you have any more up your sleeve here? You're wearing short sleeves today, so maybe not up your <laughs> sleeve. Do you have any more you can uh, share? So we'd love to hear another story. Yeah, so... Um, this is collaborating with local believers. A year or so ago, there was a flood in one of the closed access countries we serve in. And um, our comma workers thought, you know, we could go into this village and deliver tarps and food. But there's two young evangelistic local believers that we're going to send in with the supplies. Well, they did. They stayed. And these two young, over time, over the year or so, uh, planted two churches. Wow. Saw 47 <laughs> people of another, two other uh, majority faiths come to faith and get baptized. Wow. That's yeah. beautiful. And Praise so we, we love the fact that, you know, in research and development, we always love seeing people take the lead in their own recovery mm-hmm. and their own growth and development. Yes. Yep. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah. To so, witness that is beautiful. Oh, sure. It's, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No doubt about it. So what are some of the biggest needs you guys are seeing in places that Kama serves today? Yeah. Uh, one of them that comes to mind right away, big on everybody's list, is food insecurities, uh, mm-hmm. especially in Africa and finding ways to help people grow enough food to feed themselves, feed others. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Um of course, education of young refugee children, you know, over the past several years, it's been especially hard on young kids, uh, especially those in transit and moving from country to country mm-hmm. and COVID uh, being left out of the education system. Mm. Uh, Mongolia, our workers saw that and started a, a small program for students uh, from the impoverished refugees uh, where they could come and actually catch up on their learning in a in a clean environment. Uh, loved it so much that they had their parents come in 
And they were even able to help them grow and show them how important it was for educating their kids. And Lord willing, soon there will be a huge need for workers in Ukraine to help with Mm -hmm. the rebuilding and revitalizing. We're ready with uh, the pastor there is getting a church building and warehouse ready and our access workers are in country, you know, so we want to be ready to go in and help too. Anything? Yeah. yeah, I was going to say anybody being strategic about missions is aware that the refugee crisis is all it's here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Also providing opportunities, but all over the world. And we've got a worker who's seen this opportunity to work with young people, knows that they're gathering to play soccer. And they started a team called the United Refugee Stars. <laughs> and they, that, that is our finding uh, meaning and community and exercise. And they're finding Jesus. As they as they're playing together, playing soccer. But I think the need of the refugee communities is also leading to many great opportunities to share God's love. That's beautiful mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Ron, when you were sharing about food insecurities, I loved your answer. It was such a good development answer that it wasn't like we have to figure out how to get more food to these people. It was like we have to figure out ways to help them grow more food for more yeah. people. And that's what development's all about, right? Yeah. Lisa touched on it a little earlier. There's a program called farming god's way Mm. and um our global partners in africa have been getting farmers village farmers together and showing them maybe a group of 25 to 30 with the intention of they then promise to go back and share that what they've learned with 10 other people wow and it's a it's not it's like a no-till type thing you dig holes instead of tearing up the ground and using um what you have on hand fertilizer and whatnot to prep the soil and so it's just an it's a neat way and then you get people passing that on to other people hmm. wow sounds a little bit like disciple making yeah <laughs> love it love it so you know we get all kinds of prayer requests um for alliance workers but how can we specifically pray for comma workers and in, in the role that they play in bringing all of Jesus to all the world. Yeah, we'll bounce back and forth here, but pray Luke 10 to over us yeah. every day, every hour, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus says the harvest is plenty of full, but the labors are few. Yeah. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send more workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We throughout all of AM and even within the United, we need workers. Yeah. Amen <laughs> to that. Workers for the, for the domestic harvest field and the international harvest field. Yeah. Yeah. We're praying that the Lord would send us uh people to grow uh the common grow from 74 to 100 workers within this decade. All right. So this is uh we'd love your prayers for that. Yeah. Sometimes people say, "Well, I'm not uh I don't have what it takes to be a missionary." But you can see in comments, what do you have in your hands if you have the desire to share the gospel and through what you do? We would love to see you come mm. join Commerce. That's great. So people, prayer warriors, and plentiful givers is there what we're, we're, we're people, prayer pray. warriors, and plentiful givers. Look at that. Yeah. Three peace. <laughs> and then safe so of course safety and care for our workers. Sure. Who are uh oftentimes in harm's way. Yeah. And may not even realize it, you know, and it's just by the grace of God and the prayers of the people mm-hmm. that are sustaining them. And if you think about it, when you see a disaster and you know commas in there, the people working there are tired. Mm. They get tired of, uh, of and not only the, the people, but the the partnerships. So praying for all those kind of things, uh, just fatigue of relationships within the teens. 
we we will need God's grace and all those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, continued discipleship of our strong men and women who are leaders and and growing up as leaders. Uh, I'll selfishly add, I'd love people to pray Micah six eight for me. And as you know, what's the Lord? Oh man, you know, to do justice, love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Yeah. I need that every day. And I'm a six on the Enneagram. If you know the Enneagram. Yeah, so you're a loyal guy. I, I Well, loyal. And I can think of a hundred ways where it's going to go to, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah, I can map it all out for you. <laughs> so trust and obedience. Yeah. You know what? That's yeah. about. That's Amen. Well, Ron and Lisa, we love having you in, in our national office and on the team here. And so glad that you're leading common. I appreciate you coming and sharing some stories and sharing your hearts uh, with us today. We, uh, we really appreciate both of you. Amen. Thank that you. was a good Thank conversation. You. Real Thank honor. you guys. Thank yeah. you. I want to tell you how um, personally these guys take uh, relief and yeah. development. So uh, walking through the hallway the other day, I was crying out for some Advil. <laughs> and Ron comes from AM to CM with Advil. For oh, my man. painful back. National office. They are Personal relief ministry. <laughs> so uh, that's awesome. Really love I these love guys. It. They've been a great addition uh, to our team. And uh, I know they're leading well yeah. uh, around the world. So uh, anything you'd like to add before we close this uh, segment out, Alan? Well, it's just been a pleasure. You know, I got to know Ron at least just a little bit at the Missions Mobilizers retreat uh, this past uh, last summer, actually. Love that. And then I got an earful from my coworker, Cassie Redding, mm -hmm. um, about that. She loves these guys. And now I'm joining the ranks of being fans of Ron and Lisa and uh, the continued work of Kama. This conversation certainly moved that forward. Absolutely. So uh, next time on uh, episode eight, of season nine, we'll be talking to Yvonne Marti and Jorge Cuevas, and uh, they're going to talk to us about Hispanic church planning, specifically about progress that we're making by using a grant, a million dollar grant hmm. that we received from the Lilly Foundation. So uh, looking forward to that conversation. Appreciate you joining us, Equipping You podcast uh, listeners. Let others know that you're listening so that they can listen as well. We'll see you again uh, in next few weeks on our next episode. Meanwhile, keep the faith. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Equipping You podcast. If you liked this episode, please consider subscribing and rating our channel. We hope you will join us for our next episode. For more information on this podcast and other ministries of the Alliance, visit equippingyou.org.